You're listening to the Brand Builders Lab podcast, episode 109. Welcome to the Brand Builders Lab podcast. We're learning how to create an epic brand, find the right marketing strategies, and building your business is a constant evolution, classroom, and lab. Each week, we'll be diving into all things brand and marketing with special guests and solo episodes to help you build your business, brand, and big idea. Hey, hey, welcome back. It is awesome to have you here again this week. This week, we're talking all about marketing. It is one of my favorite topics, and I have a special guest on the podcast today, Trish Martin from Chromatical, and we're going to be talking about some of the key things you need to be thinking about when it comes to your marketing strategy. So I'm excited to dive into this week's episode, but before we do... I just wanted to say hi and welcome. If this is your first time listening to the podcast, then I just want to introduce myself. I'm Suze Chadwick and this podcast is brought to you by The Connection Exchange and I work with savvy business owners to help you build a confidently bold brand, articulate a powerful message and attract the clients that want what you have. Yeah, that's the main thing. Do they want what you actually have? And that is a key thing that we talk about on this podcast and talk about when we talk about how you build a confidently bold brand. So I'm excited to bring you content every week that's a little bit diverse. We talk about mindset, we talk about branding, we talk about business in general, and I have some of the best guests on. So I do love the podcast, if you can't tell, but awesome to have you here again. Now, before we dive into this week's episode as well, I want to let you know that I have just brought out a brand new masterclass. It is a video masterclass. It is how to build a bold brand, scale your business and attract the clients that you want. Yeah. And so I'm going to be sharing three key areas of your business you need to focus on in order to scale. And this is a really big one. I like to make sure that I'm really clear about the definition of scaling because I had this conversation a while ago with some lovely ladies. And I think that some people don't really understand exactly what it means. So for me, when I talk about scaling, it's about creating the system strategies and structures so that you can bring more clients into your business without you trading hours for dollars. Yeah. So that is what I'm going to share with you and some of the key things you need to do in order to scale. Obviously, when you're growing your business, you might be bringing in more people, doing more things, having more locations and physically growing, which to me means more overheads, which means less profits. And so I'm a big fan of scaling. So if you want to check out that masterclass, all you have to do is go to suzechadwick.com forward slash scale. And if you go to the show notes, the link will be there as well. You can sign up at the bottom of the show notes. But without further ado, let's dive in to this week's episode. Trish, welcome to the Brand Builders Lab podcast. Thank you so much. So excited to be here. I know. I'm excited to have you here. We've been, this has been in the works for a little bit. I think we started talking about this maybe, I don't know if it was earlier this year or late last year, if I'm honest, because this year I have no concept of no. time. No time. No, it's just, it's just 2020 and it's just a flat round figure. <laughs> I love that. There's like a meme that's going around where it's like, you know, there was like um, 29 days in February and then, I don't know, like 
1,593 days in March. (laughs) Yep, yep. And it continues every month after that. I know, I know. But I feel like we're coming out of the coming out of COVID a little bit at the moment, which is super exciting. So oh, it's a big change. I'm very excited about it. I know, I know. So for those of my audience who don't know you, give us a bit of background on you and your business and what yeah. you do. Yeah, sure. So uh, I am Trish, as you know, <laughs> I run a business called Chromatical and now Chromatical Club. Um, so Chromatical started, I guess, in uh, 2019, early 2019. And I wanted to help people, small creative businesses who were or are like I was. So I started businesses in around 2008 and I needed the sort of help that I wanted to give to other people. So I saw a bit of a gap and I wanted to help these guys do well so that they didn't have to go through years of trial and error trying to work out what on earth they do with their marketing because so many I saw so many businesses with so much opportunity um, and I actually started to reach out to so many of them and be like, hey, I've got a little tip for you. And it was just so random because I wasn't even... <laughs> I wasn't even doing so nice, obvious marketing then. So yeah. I was just like, I've got to do something with this. Um, I was at the time a digital marketing specialist with an, um, at a marketing agency and loved it. I loved working with all the different types of clients. Um, they, none of them were creative, but a lot of the sort of agency background people were predominantly that middle to high uh, work with the middle to high income bracket companies because yeah, yeah. that's in quote unquote, that's where the money is. Mm. Uh, whereas, and I saw, I felt like so many of the sort of smaller people were being a bit neglected and I wanted to not offer the, um, the agency model myself because it was our, still out of that accessibility for people. I wanted to be able to offer, you know, one-off knowledge or consulting at a reasonable available uh, price that was accessible yeah. and be able to get these people from where they are to where they want to go. So yeah. that's where it all sort of started and evolved and evolved. And then I'd opened a sort of a membership, which um, meant it was even more affordable to get access to my mind, but also lots of other people's minds. So a couple of questions. Number one, why chromatical? Why chromatical? The name? Yeah. The name, so it's a bit of a funny story. I actually started out wanting to do interior design and styling and I was all about colour. I was all about interiors and bright and bold uh, styling. And that's, I started my Instagram account uh, when I bought my own apartment and I shared all of the the bright colours and I wanted something to do with that. And then I ended up, um, that's where I started to follow all of the people that liked the creatives, that liked styling, that liked my kinds of things. And that's where I started to see those opportunities for the marketing. And because that's what I was doing for work. I had the knowledge to help the people who I was following and there was just this crossover. And so Chromatical just merged into helping other colourful businesses with their marketing. Amazing. Well, I have to be honest. So the way that we actually met was that I found you on the gram and <laughs> you had colour streamers and 
bright pink and coral and all the rest of it. And I was like, who is this person? I need to connect. So we ended up going out for a drink one night. We did. That was a very funny. It <laughs> was so random. I love it. I'm such a, I'm such a stalker. Sometimes like, you look like somebody who is my people and we yeah. must drink together. Absolutely. <laughs> I believe there was cheese as well. <laughs> I can't remember. We ended up in some random it was, place it in was the a, middle it was of the birds. <laughs> it was, but it we was. We tried good. to meet somewhere in between both of us, and we were, so we're like, okay, well, look, Fox Hill's in the middle. Should we go there? It's like, all right. I don't know anything that's there, but. Let's I go. can't say Box Hill is the hub of the cafe and bar scene in Melbourne, <laughs> no. but anyway, we uh, we got there anyway. So very all good. about the people. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, and the second thing is, what is it that you love about marketing? Oh my God. I love that it can make such a big difference. Like yeah. that it, it's, it's common sense a lot of the time and you just, once you get it, you can do big things, but it's also, it means a lot of people think that it's them. They blame themselves for things not working. And when you realize all of the things to do with marketing mm. that you can do, you sort of go, oh, shit, I was just missing a part. That's, yeah. that's all it was. It's got nothing to do with my product or my service. I actually do something that's really freaking good. But it's, 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 I wasn't doing this marketing side of it. And that's what I love, that when people get it, they're like, oh, my gosh. Yeah. That's what I love. So good, so good. And I do love something that, you know, where you can work it out and you can create it and you can use it and then you can fix it and you can change yeah. it and you can evolve it. Yes. And- yeah, no. And you get to great. learn. Like it's, yeah. learning's like just the best thing you can ever do for business. But if from my job, it's just, it's always changing and mm-hmm. it's, it always feeds me, you know, that's, it's always, I'm not, I'm never doing the same thing every day. It's just always new information. Ooh, what could I do with that? Ooh, that's new. On yeah. the keyboard, you know, uh, and it's really, it's exciting. It sounds really yeah. dorky because a lot no, of people No, it are, doesn't. You're totally, <laughs> you're speaking to me. Like I'm oh, like, that. I'm like, what else can I learn? And what else yeah. is happening? And what else is yeah. coming up? So yeah. no, all good. Now today we are going to be talking about how to create a killer marketing strategy. We're going to be going through nine things that people need to be thinking about. But for those people who are just like, I don't really understand the difference between business and marketing and all the different things. Like when you talk about marketing, what is it that you're talking about? Like what are the the principles that you see a marketing strategy needing to be? Yeah. So, I mean, I talk a lot about business and marketing combined because I don't think there's a great big deal of separation. I think they go hand in hand and you need, you know, business and marketing to go together. Um, so I, my marketing doesn't solely stick to digital. It doesn't stick to anything that's specifically marketing, but it's, it includes everything from, you know, your mental stuff. It includes every sort of element of what you're running in your business and then creating a strategy around it that helps you basically just get seen and found and loved and, you know, it makes you the money. So it's everything that has to happen to be successful. Mm, yeah. If that makes sense. Yeah, absolutely. What do you think that people think about first or most mm. when somebody says they're marketing? Like what do you think people are sort of fixated on? Definitely. So a lot of the time, uh, a lot of my clients and club members, they go into business and think marketing is just posting something on Instagram uh, or creating an email list. And these are definitely 
involved and important to create that brand presence, <clears throat> excuse me, but it's something that is the, the lighter top level stuff. You sort of, in order to get to that stage of doing those things, there's a lot of foundational stuff, which you'd very well know about and teach in your, in your classes and things. And, um, you know, these foundation things is other cement to building a strategy and a marketing strategy. And then when you work out all of these little bits and bobs that are really quite deep and important, um, that, that's the main strategy for a business. And then it's the Instagram and those other things that weave everything together at the end. So all of these sort of really deep uh, parts of building a business get worked out and then you're really clear on it. You know where you want to go, you know how to even what to do on Instagram and yeah. it all sort of just works together after that. Yeah, for sure. It's interesting, like whenever I work, especially with, I guess, more corporate clients as well, or even with small businesses, it's just, you know, something having that uh, marketing and brand strategy really helps you because everything that we talk about, email, social media, whatever else, it's really the channels. Like it's the channels to communicate what you want to do from a more strategic place. Definitely what, definitely. what is it that we want to be talking about? What are we selling or offering or sharing or communicating? So, yeah, no, I love that. And it's not just about the product or the service. Yeah. It's, it's, it's about you as a brand. It's about all the different parts. And if you just go straight to selling product, you're missing out on the strategy and the, the marketing and the business fundamental parts that actually are the basis, the basis of the strategy. Yeah, awesome. Well, let's dive in to the nine different elements that you feel are really critical for my amazing listeners <laughs> to know about. So I hope you guys have got a pen and pad. And if you're walking the dog or in the car, then I'm sure you can come back and listen to this as well so that you can take away some really practical um, and tactical things that you can be implementing in your business as well. So Trish, what are some of the first things we need to be thinking about? Definitely. So I put, put this one first because it's right up your alley, which is knowing your brand. And a lot of people put this down to having a logo um, and a business name and putting in an Instagram bio, but there's so much more to it. And it's one of the biggest things that uh, you can do for your business. And it takes a long time. It's something that is something that you go deep into to work out. You know, you work out who your brand is, what your brand voice is, your niche, your values, your purpose, and all of that sort of fundamental branding work that's integral to the success of the strategy. Um, so, like I sort of said before, there's you can lay a foundation um, of uh, concrete. You need to lay a foundation of concrete to build all those Instagram things on top of. But if you just go Instagram without the branding work, it's like trying to build a house on quicksand. You're going to just not really know what you're doing and fall through the the holes. So knowing your brand is just a game changer for any business. And it's, it's something that you'll work on forever and always keep evolving. Everyone will. Uh, But it's just really good to know those foundations, especially your niche and your voice and who your audience is and all of those sort of things. It's, it'll change everything. Yes, I completely agree with that, which is no yep. surprise. No surprise at all. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And I think that that's, you know, something 
I just think a lot of people are like, I don't have time. Like I need to make money. I need to get my products out there. I need to do this and this and that. And I think that you really don't have time not to, or you can't afford not to spend the time on that sort of stuff. Cause like you said, it really gives everything that you do more substance and it gives it, you know, more meaning and it connects in such a bigger and better way. Yeah. And if you want that outcome of money and you don't have time for it, you're, you're unlikely to make that money that you want because yeah. you haven't done these things. So it's, you've got to find the time. Absolutely. Awesome. So number one is to know your brand. Fantastic. Yeah. What's the next thing? So building relationships. Um, I feel like I'm going to say this is fundamental to every single point I say in here, but it is, it's so fundamental. People who um, don't, put give give back what they uh, want from people it just also doesn't work so connecting with other people and not just sharing about your product or service so building relationships with your potential followers or with followers building relationships by communicating and talking back and replying to all of your comments with care not just thanks and nurturing and sharing those behind the scenes so that people are, you know, in your life, you're like your good mornings in the morning, you know, people see what you're up to and all that sort of thing. And people start to form relationships with you. They feel that they know you a lot more. And when people know you, they want to want to buy from you because a little, a little fact is that people don't just buy products. They buy brands. They, you know, if you are walking down the street and someone says, Oh, I love your earrings. They, you're the person that you ask is going to be like, oh, they're from so and so, because they fall in love with the brand, not just the earrings. Yeah. So by forming those relationships, that's why people end up buying from that brand. Without a relationships, it's just another pair of earrings, and it's really hard to sell just a product or a service. People want that feeling of buying from that brand that they love, and you get that from, you know, forming relationships with people and connecting. Yeah. And so when you look at how you form relationships, like obviously we've got say relationships with our followers or yeah. our clients, et cetera. Like, is there anything that you proactively do outside of that to build relationships to obviously, I guess, have that connection? I mean, outside of, so outside of social media and all that yeah. sort of thing. I mean, it's not really personally, but I don't just reply to what people give to me I go out and seek like similar to you how how you found me and approached me yeah uh you know you go out and you don't just rely on people coming and contacting you 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 might go out and find hashtags of things that are really relative to you and you discover new people go hey that's really freaking awesome I love that and you might follow them and follow them and connect with them on theirs and then it comes back and forth and you build this amazing collaboration of of just great friendly people who um, someone posted about this in the club the other day. Uh, you actually, now I'm not going to quote it right at all. So this, this is awful. But basically. Paraphrasing. Yeah. Let's, yeah, let's paraphrase this. But building relationships isn't just for building your business. You actually form really great people and friends out of it. You know, it's it, and you end up connecting. You end up going for random drinks in Box Hill and you end up forming these great real life relationships that can last forever because of what you do. So it's not just a brand, it's not just a strategy. It's something Mm. that's just good for you as a human. 
Yeah, and I do think that, you know, when you do come into this world, and I I feel like it is a world of small business and business where, you know, you're running the show for yourself, I think that, you know, a lot of times we are working by ourselves and so building those relationships with people, you can obviously get support, you can learn from them, people who, you know, you connect with want to support you so that they share what you have. So there's personal and professional benefits to that. Um, And I think that making the time to build those relationships is always worthwhile. It's Even if you pop in 20 minutes at the end of the day before you go to bed, and just connect, see, go, go through, create a list of 10 or 20 people who you, you know, want to connect with regularly and go and see what they're up to. Go and comment, give them something of value back and it'll come back to you as well. Because like you said, a really important thing is that they will end up sharing your things. You know, you will create a new product and they'll be behind you yeah. and they will go, you guys, this brand that I love is just released this, go and get it. And they'll do that off their own bat. Yeah. They'll post photos of them wearing your products or using them or coming to a session with you and they'll be so proud because they so have such a strong relationship with you and you can use that content on your social media which saves you time in the long run because you don't have to take that photo someone amazing else has it's like it's a big crossover of greatness it's so good yeah, we love a bit of user-generated content. Oh, yes. Don't mind that. Super powerful. <laughs> Great. So making time to build relationships is really key. What else? All right. So create a real plan and don't just wing it. So basically strategy comes down to the why of everything that you do, not just each individual post one by one. I mean, that's also important. You need a purpose for what you post. But having a plan is it's that's why business plans exist in the first place. But having a marketing plan is, isn't just a strategy. It's what do you want? Where do you want to go? So for example, when I worked out my plan, um, I've got a business coach and we worked through all of this together and I knew where I wanted to go and the reasons behind that. So I have health problems and I needed to factor those in. And at the time I wasn't working with my health issues. I was working against them and it was making me more unwell. And that's because I wasn't sticking to my original plan, which was to get where I wanted to go, but I saw an opportunity and went for it. I saw an opportunity and went for it. And that can be short-term sort of thinking, whereas if you know your plan and you work towards it, you you know what to say no to, you make clever decisions, and you get where you want to go quicker and smarter and more affordable, and you're streamlined and just all great things come in that way, if that makes sense. Yeah, absolutely. And I just always think it's great to be focused. It's really, it's really easy to have shiny object syndrome, get distracted and procrastinate. Yeah. You're unfocused. And I think if you don't have a plan, then it's really easy for that to happen because you're like, well, let's see what happens today. (laughs) Definitely. Definitely. I mean, I, I actually turned down a client that uh, would have been able to get me out of my, I was still working full time back then. And that job would have got me out of there. But I looked at my plan and went, no, that's not going to service where my big vision is. And by having that, I could make these decisions with, it was hard, but you know, I knew where I wanted to go. I knew that wouldn't get where I wanted to go. It would change my path and not serve me. So you know, when I, if you don't know that you'll end up doing all these weird paths and not actually 
get where you want to go and then end up being burnt out and all these sorts of things, which, you know, won't, won't help you. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So important. I always say your vision is your, is your compass. It always helps you to decide which direction you need to go and uh, and what to do. Fantastic. What next? Next up. Next up. (laughs) Next up is value. Now I know a lot of people talk about value, but it's because it's very valuable. So Value is so, so important. And a lot of product-based businesses feel that they can't offer value because service-based businesses kind of do have an easy way of doing it. We can offer tips and suggestions and value in that sort of respect, that educational side. But product-based businesses or any kind of business, service-based business, anyone can also offer value in the way of entertainment. So entertainment can be beautiful photos, So it doesn't have to be, you know, you juggling on the side or being, you know, crazy and loud and all that sort of thing. I know that's how I am, but, and you are, but you don't have to be like that. You can be quiet and that sort of thing and still offer great value and build your brand by giving entertainment. So it can be beautiful photographs. It could be um, behind the scenes. Like I know one of my clients, Marie, how she has an earring brand called Bob and Frank. And she will sit there just doing live videos showing everyone exactly how she makes her earring molds for her resin earrings. And people just sit there like this. Oh, you can't see me, but you know, with their (laughs) mouth just open watching the whole thing. And that's that value that they give, even though the people who are watching it are never going to sit there and make molds and watch them. They see the value in what she offers because she's entertaining them by showing them what the processes of, of how she makes her earrings and what they're going to end up wearing. And that's incredible value for someone to know this, this yeah. entertainment things, you know, I know my partner, Chris sits on YouTube at nighttime, just watching how things are made all the time. And he loves it. Um, there's so much value in there, but that people don't think that people want to see, but they so do. And anyone can offer it. So by offering value, it is just, super value what's my word fundamental to <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah no I love that and I also think that it's increases potentially the value of your product in that instance Absolutely. because a lot of times we're very disposable when it comes to you know consuming things and when somebody shows us the amount of work and effort and talent yeah. and craft Mm-hmm. that goes into something, you're kind of like, oh, that's why it's like that much money because Definitely. it's not something that's just, you know, disposable and low quality and, you know, just coming off a, you know, out of a factory type thing. Exactly. It's something that's really of value. And so that's I think special. that that helps you and special. Yeah. I think that helps you with pricing even. So, Definitely. I mean, it's entertaining, but it's also, I think it, positions can position you really well as well and in the way of positioning it also means that people who aren't offering this uh, are losing out because the people who are people can see this a similar result in what people are offering so there could be 50 people offering an identical product for example but the person that shows all that behind the scenes that value and that sort of thing they're the ones that can charge more that get the more sales because there's a clear difference in what the, the, the other 49 people are offering and that one person that stands out and you sort of, you value that more 
and you want to buy from that person mm. because or book with that person or whatever it is yeah. because you can see so much more into it and it means so much more. Yeah, and I think that when they do that sort of thing, they're also building the relationship. Oh, for sure. That's yeah. exactly right. All of these things that I go through today, they're not something to do one at a time. You, all of them are connect, so connected and important to do all at once because if you do one at a time and go, I'll try this one this week and this one the next week, it, it won't work. It's This a strategy is something to use all at one time. So everything, you know, by offering the value, it's building the relationship. By building the relationship, you're supporting your brand. By, you know, everything yeah. connects and it's that's why it's powerful. Yeah, awesome. Now I want you to brace yourself before we get to the next one because I know yeah. some people don't like <laughs> <laughs> They're like, no, what is oh, the no. next one, Trish? <laughs> okay, oh, my God. So <laughs> um, you need to sell. You just, you need to sell. There's no way around it. You yeah. you do not have to be a Danos direct free set of steak knives kind of person. You don't need to be a dodgy car salesman. You don't need to be creepy. You just have to sell your product. And the best way to do it is to be passionate about it and you know that's selling itself you don't need to be like link in bio go into my shop come on free this free that you just got to be proud of it and talk about it lots and there's so many different ways to sell without sounding like a salesman but if you don't sell all the time posting a testimonial that's selling there's so many varieties of things that you can do that aren't typical salesy that can help you sell and build your brand because a lot of people might post one sales thing every fortnight but if you aren't posting regularly only a small amount of people are going to see that one post because of the algorithm because of all sorts of different things they weren't online at that time you might think you post a lot about it but you are it's because you can see it all the time the other people People, they haven't seen it all the time and they actually need to see you sell a lot to be able to want to buy without you being proud of it, without you being trying to sell it to people, they don't feel the need to buy it. So you, you just have to sell. Yeah. And I think there are definitely, like you said, there's so many different ways that you can sell that you can find what works for you as well. Like, you know, um, you don't have to copy what everybody else does, you know. I know that some people have a a fixed promo on their feed, like every sixth one or, you know, I love selling in stories. That's my... Um, that's my place of choice. Yes. Uh, but then, you know, I love email as well. And I'm a big invitation marketer type person as because yep. of the relationship perspective. Yes. So, yes. so I just think there's so many different ways and I think it's just trying different things and seeing what really works for you. I had a real aversion to webinars before 2019. And then in 2019, I got into them massively um, <laughs> and had some of my biggest launches. Yep. But I think it's just once again, it's like you try, you test, you shift, you see, because I think I'd done them before and they hadn't really worked. And I was like, no, nah, I don't want to do that anymore. <laughs> um, but then, yeah, but then I thought, no, let me give it another try. And it was amazing. So I think don't discount when something doesn't work the first time no. as well. I think it's a, it's a build sometimes um, definitely as to how good you can get at something. Definitely. And I'll tell you what, this comes back to brand as well. 
if you know what that is and if you know your niche and you know your audience, you'll find it a lot easier because you know how to write to them. You know, like, you know, on your stories, you know how to talk to your peeps. Mm. You know, you know how to do everything because you know them. You know how they'll respond to things through knowing who they are. So all of that fundamental work means that when you do come to selling on your Instagram or wherever you are selling in a webinar, in emails, you can do it without sounding how you are scared of, but confidently. Yeah. It's, it's amazing. Yeah. And I remember when I was doing my webinars, I was saying to a friend, I was like, I hate it when I get on a webinar and I've been on there for half an hour and they still haven't like taught me anything. And so it's almost like, look at what you hate and be the opposite. (laughs) Like, look at what you really don't like and do the opposite of that. I feel like I use tools like that, but I was like, I don't want to do this. I don't want to do that. I'm not going to be like this (laughs) because I'd seen it and I was like, oh, that just, I don't like it. And so, yeah, I think once again, you can learn that way as well. And that's educating yourself as much as possible is so important. So hiring a brand coach, hiring a marketing consultant, working with all different types of people, listening to podcasts, researching as much as you can, you learn the things that you don't want to do as much as the things yeah. that you do want to do. You know, it's so good. Uh, going in just thinking, oh, I'll see how it goes just doesn't work. Yeah. Always educate yourself. Yeah, for sure. And I think that when we educate ourselves, that leads perfectly into the next one. It Ooh. helps us build... Confidence, definitely. And I know you talk a lot about confidence as well, but oh my gosh, it's what I noticed a lot and I touched on it a little bit earlier is that you don't need to be loud and crazy to stand out and run a business. A lot of people are, but so you, you can be quiet, but you need to be confident. So any like so if you've got a low brand key, you are still loud and visible without being vocally loud without being colourfully loud. You can have beautiful muted colours and talk gently, but if you're confident in what you do, that rubs off. And if, because if you aren't confident in what you're offering, people also won't be confident to buy. So if you're like, oh, I made this, I think it's okay. Oh, I think I'll keep trying and I'm going to try some new colours though. You know, that's not going to incentivize someone to buy what you're offering. You've got to be like, oh, my gosh, I love this. Or, you know, however, I'm, I go bold and crazy with my voice, as you can tell. But however your brand is mm. your version of bold, that's how you translate. Oh, my gosh, can't talk. That's how you get out what you're trying to say. I can't do it myself right now. Um, <laughs> by being confident about it. It's just it's all in the words, not the delivery. And you just have to speak how you normally would when you're telling a friend, I've made this and I'm really proud of it. Yeah, absolutely. And I, you know, I always say like Chanel is like the best in the business and they're not hot pink. Like I just think that, you know, I I think sometimes people get caught up in that. Yeah. Where it's like, well, I'm not like that person. And I'm like, you literally do not need to be like that person. You don't need to be like anybody apart from you. And you don't need to do things in a way that doesn't work for you you'll do things in your way and people will love the way you do it and they'll find you and the people that resonate with that will follow you. And so I think, yeah, I think it's that. And I think having that confidence to be you and not try and be other people is like so important. Just have confidence in yourself as a business owner in every way. 
you know, ignore the other people in your field because as soon as you start to take them on and use them as a way of inspiration, and I mean, you can always be inspired by people, of course, but as soon as you start to go, oh, that wording worked really well with them or, uh, you know, they're really bold and they talk like this and they do all these things in their stories, I'm going to be like that too. You're actually diluting the value that it gives and in a saturated market you're not standing out you're actually blending in by being like other people so find your own voice and your own way of doing things and do that confidently and you'll be successful yeah absolutely i love that and i'm a big one for looking outside of your industry to find inspiration with brands that are absolutely killing it but not in what you do and and learning from them i'm a big one on that one for sure just i mean just look at go to skincare you know, I don't do skincare, but you look at them and they're so inspiring. I'm not mm. going to be like them. I'm not going to follow what they, I'm not going to do the things that they do. But you look at it and you understand things a lot better and you take on little tiny bits and you add them to your little repertoire of cleverness and they all add up all individually together. Yeah, I think it just helps you think differently. I think that if you were to constantly be looking at people in your own industry, I think that there would be a very same, same of thinking like, oh, well, I better do what she's doing or he's doing or whatever. I need it to look like that. And then, yeah, I don't think that you can be unique if you're constantly looking at your competitors and trying to be more like them. So yeah, I'm, I'm a big follower of people outside of my industry. I don't actually follow anybody that does what I do. Yeah. Well, it actually leads to the next point, which is difference. There you go. Um, I didn't even look at that, you guys. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So, I mean, we've basically covered it off, but posting the same type of photos, the same sort of copy, the same sales tactics, the same messaging um, for a similar product, it, it, it reduces the impact and the sales and bookings. So, I mean... Um, you know, you don't, you don't have to reinvent the wheel. You don't have to come up with something completely new, but finding got, again, this takes you back to that branding work at the very beginning that I discussed will help you find your difference. So a lot of people worry about, you know, oh, but it's already a saturated market. There's so many people doing this, et cetera, et cetera. Do you know how many people in the world are marketers trying to get into the marketing role? Like I could, oh, there be so many of us around. But that didn't scare me from wanting to go into marketing because I knew I had a difference. I knew the difference that I could make. I did my branding work and I worked that out. I, If I followed all of the other marketers out there, I'd probably be still stuck on 200 followers because they all just repost people's memes, you know, and that's what everyone else does. So I stayed in my own lane, found my own vibe, uh, my own sort of way of thinking, my own voice, my own purpose, vision, et cetera, et cetera. And I just focused on my own lane and worked through that. And that's how it worked for me. I attracted the right kind of people for me because I didn't follow what everyone else was doing. Yeah. I think the other thing with that is that we are so aware of all the other people who do what we do because this Mm. is our space and we know it. Whereas Mm. our customers and our clients I remember a girlfriend of mine I'm like oh my gosh there's so many business coaches but she's like Suze you're literally the only one I know like to other people sometimes we're it yes you know um and they might know like one or two other people but it's not like 
you know, like you were saying, there's hundreds or thousands of marketing people. Because we know that, yes. sometimes it can feel really overwhelming. And I think this is where a lot of people kind of suffer where it comes to confidence and comparisonitis mm-hmm. and imposter syndrome and all that. Mm-hmm. Because you're looking at everybody else. But the thing is, is that the people who follow you, you're maybe the only person they follow who does what you do. And you're sitting there going, but I'm not as good as like so-and-so. And And they're like, I don't even know who so-and-so is. No. Well, a good analogy that I've um, used a couple of times in relation to that is when people want to start, for example, a, a beauty video blog on YouTube. And do you know how many people review the exact same mascara? But people, people are not, they're not going to say, oh, no, I can't review that mascara because so-and-so did. They've got different followers and different audiences that might not know about all of these other people like you just said. So by you, you're, when you review that mascara, your followers are going to be like, oh, beauty, I want to buy that mascara. They aren't watching everyone else's. They're following you because you're you, not because of necessarily what, what 100% yeah. you do. So definitely you're 100% right. And you know something that really surprised me? I had so many people saying to me, who's Gorman? Because obviously yeah. I just assume that every, everybody in the world knows who Gorman is because I, love, sure. because I love them. And I had so many women like in Brisbane or Sydney or stuff like that because I think it's a very Melbourne-centric brand even yeah. though they, they, you can buy them online. And I had people going, who is, who's Gorman? Like I found Gorman through you, which I think is hilarious because obviously <laughs> I think the entire world knows them. So even <laughs> when things are really obvious to us, they're not obvious to other people. It's the, when you're buying a new car, you, say yes. you see it everywhere. That's what it is. When you're in marketing, you see all the marketers. When you're making earrings, you see all the earrings. You know, whatever you're doing, you're going to see it all, but no one else is. Yeah. everyone else is blind to it. They just follow the people that they love, that they've yes. got relationships with, that they love the brand, that they connect to and all of the other things part of this strategy that we're talking about. Awesome. And then what's the ninth thing? Uh, what are we up to? Oh, I think we're the eighth. Aren't oh, we? the eighth. We're up to eight. So invest. Um, we have to, you have to invest in yourself and you have to invest in your business. You cannot, I'm going to just say it, you cannot run a business for free. A lot of people are all like, oh, just do it on your phone and all that sort of thing. But you can't do it for free. If you're brand new, you're not familiar with business, you need to invest in in yourself. You need to invest in upskilling. You need to invest in, most importantly, time. You need to spend time on things. Chucking up a post is is not something to do. You need to put time behind that. It's You need to think about it. You need to spend time on photography and editing all of the little bits that go towards creating a post, for example, it takes time. Your words, your copy, your the branding, like you said at the very start, all of the part of the actual strategy we're going through today, you need to spend time on it to make sure it works long term. And you also need to invest time in knowing that it'll take a while to take off. So businesses don't happen overnight. They often don't happen in six months. It can be four or five years down the track of you working towards this and if six months in you're panicking because it's not working and you can't quit your job yet, you haven't invested the time yet. So there's, I mean, there's many ways to invest. There's software, ads, upskilling, photo editing, there's, you know, marketing and brand support, uh, coaching, upskilling, there's all different things that you can invest in, but you've got to invest in time, most importantly, and yourself. And, you know, that upskilling side of things is so important. I, 
think last year I worked out when I did my um, tax, I worked out that I did, I think, $10,000-ish in upskilling myself, you know, and I'm, I'm already a marketing specialist. So it's it never ends. You're always doing courses yourself to make sure that you can offer the best thing possible. And I'm not rolling in dough or anything like that. Like that's not easy money for me, but I know the value that investing will give to me long-term. And I'm looking five, 10 years down the track here, not two months down the track and expecting a return, but I know I will get a return when I invest in my time, when I invest in my money, when I invest in my business and myself. So it's just so important to invest yeah. And I just always think, why should somebody invest in me if yeah. I'm not willing to invest in myself? Yes. Like I just yep. think, you know, something like we're like, oh, well, I just want people to be paying me, but I'm not going to do training or I'm not going to invest in myself. And I just think, I just don't think it works like that because I think yeah. if you want to become really great at what you do, then you've always got to be learning and growing and evolving. And I think that in order to do that, it takes time and money and effort to be Definitely. able to do that. Yeah, Definitely. for sure. But another thing, I'm going to throw it back to these earlier things that we've talked about, is that you don't know what to invest in if you don't know what your brand is and you don't know what your vision is and where you want to go with a plan. So by working all of these things out, you can invest smart. You can invest with low risk so that you know that there's a high likelihood that if you take action, you'll get a return. And you can be really clever with it. Whereas if you don't know these things that we've discussed today and you haven't spent the time on them, you're going to throw money out and you're going to say, nothing works for me. And that's because it's probably the wrong investment. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And what's our last thing? So our last thing is we have touched on it already, but we, we do have to do all of these things together. So it doesn't, it doesn't work when you chop and change between doing one thing at a time. It's my analogy is like if you have a football team, but just send one player out on the field at a time and wonder why you're not getting any goals. That's why you need the whole team your for your whole strategy out, you know, and playing the field all together or, you know, it's just not going to work. A strategy is a team and it takes all of the components together and doing them for a long stretch of time, not just popping, them in for a couple of minutes it's it's a it's a big game and you need to treat it like that yeah awesome yeah and then once we've done all of that Trish is there anything else we need to be thinking about yeah so this is when you do the stuff that you're probably most excited about but most people start when they start their business and that's their Instagram strategy or email strategy copywriting SEO ads blogs podcasts videos all those bits and pieces that tie all the things above together and make it this beautiful ball of goodness to make your business <laughs> successful. It all just rolls together and works together and it's harmonious and it's lovely. Oh, can you tell I like marketing? Yeah. Um, I just, <laughs> just a little bit. Oh my God. It just, it, it makes your life easier yeah. when you have this because you have clarity and consistency and a clear a clear straight you have strength and a clear vision for your brand you're no longer winging it because when you're winging it you are uncertain about what you're doing what's coming next you feel like you're guessing you don't know if it's right or wrong and that yeah. unknown is a fear for a lot of people and without doing this work your every day is unknown yeah. whereas it doesn't have to be you can totally know 
what is going to be happening roughly, you know, in a year based on all of this cool stuff. Yeah, I'm all for planning. Yep. I love it. I'm like, why would you not plan? Why would you not make the time to like say, this is what I'm going to do. This is how I'm going to do it. And this is what's going to work and then kind of work it from there. Absolutely. I think a lot of people do. It's just not as deep as it needs to be. They have a a five-minute conversation with themselves about it and sort of think, you know, in five years it would be cool to have a couple of staff and a little shop. And that's where the vision ends, and, but whereas it's a lot more detailed than that and working with someone like you or, you know, coming in the club or working with any kind of business consultant or marketing strategist will help you find these things and do them well mm-hmm. so that you have this clarity that is just so strong and you have the direction and you know what you're going to post about, you know what you're going to write about. You don't have to think, you don't have to think about it anymore. It just is so natural and it saves you so much stress, so much energy, so much of all the negative parts of business because you get it. And it's yeah. just, it's amazing. Yeah, absolutely. And I do think that having the clarity and being consistent gives you the confidence as well. Yes, definitely. So I think people Again, are like, how do I get more confident? I'm like, you just, you have to keep going. Like you have to keep yes. showing up and you need to be clear on what it is you're trying to achieve here. Yes. Yeah. Definitely. And, but the, and it's okay. That will change forever. You don't need to lock it in at day one. My, I've evolved constantly yeah. through the years and that's, that's the right way to do it, but at least it's working towards something that is right. And if that changes, like I'm pregnant right now, that wasn't, you know, part of the plan. You, you, mer- you move, you, re- you revisit the plan. You don't just dart into a new direction or you quickly, abruptly change. You know where you still want to go. You just find a new way to get there. And it's yeah. a lot less stressful. Like if you're hit with COVID, for example, you still know where you want to be yeah. and you can still work towards that. You just dissect a little bit. Whereas if you don't have that big picture plan, everything feels like it's halted because you can't navigate your way around the hurdle anymore. Mm, awesome. That's so good. Well, Trish, I will be um, sharing all of this in the show notes. So if you want to go and check that out and read through that, then you can obviously go and do that. But what's next for you? What's happening? You mentioned the club. So tell us a little bit more about that. Oh, my gosh. I love, I, I love my <laughs> club. If you can't tell by this podcast, I am so passionate about what I do. So I created Crew Medical Club to offer these sorts of information that's real and full-on information, so detailed information, not sort of like a, um, a group where you have small comments and back and forth, but where I can offer real sort of one-on-one consulting and chat format, but it, the information comes from me and other people all together, and we write really strong, good information to help each other out. We do live Q&As about Um, topics. We interview people. There's uh, fortnightly challenges. There's all these amazing things. But the best part is you literally log in. It's a separate platform um, from everything else. There's no distractions. You log in and when you want to, you don't need to book a consultant or anything like that. You can just ask your marketing question and you'll get a reply about what to do in detail. And it's an amazing community where everyone wants to help everyone out, where everyone wants to see people succeed. And it just takes away so much of that stress. And, oh, my God, I love it. Okay, now I've talked too much about it. But <laughs> it is closing. I, it is, I, I got off my own train. 
I just could talk about it forever. But anyway, the club is closing to new members on the 31st of May. So if this is your sort of jam, it's about 30 Australian dollars a month um, compared to my um, one-on-one consulting, which was 250 an hour. And I used to be booked out two months in advance. So you can actually get in and get similar support for $30 a month. And it's like, it's really enjoyable and it's really cool. But you, can't, you won't be able to join until next year after the 31st of May. Awesome. That's so good. Well, this episode uh, will be coming out on the 21st, 20th, 21st of May. Awesome. So you'll yeah. still have a week and a bit to Amazing. check that out. We will have all of the links in the show notes as well. But where can people find you for those who are walking the dog or driving around? <laughs> so you can visit chromaticalclub.com.au and you'll find all the information there. Heaps of testimonials, heaps of videos, heaps of info. Um, and we'd love to see you there. And what about on the gram? Is the gram where you hang out the most? On the gram, yes. Also a chromatical club there as well. I've got a little online shop if you just want little bits and pieces, all all the sorts of goodness. You got it all going on. All going on. (laughs) It's part of my plan. I love it. I love a woman with a plan. <laughs> so good. Well, Trish, thanks so much for hanging out and oh, sharing my gosh. Thank you your for having marketing me, yeah. tips with us. And yeah, make sure that you head over to the show notes and check out Trish and go say hi to her on the gram. Um, and if you want to find out about the Chromatical Club, then obviously you can head over there and check it all out as well. But oh, awesome to have you on. <laughs> Thank and- you. I hope everyone doesn't have writing cramp. No, I'm sure we'll be all good, all good. And um, and good luck with Bubby for this year as well. Oh, my gosh, so excited. What big, what a big year. Amazing, amazing. Well, we'll speak to you soon. Thanks, Suze. Well, I hope you enjoyed that episode. I think that when it comes to marketing, it is just getting some of the basics down and doing them really well and consistently and having a great foundation to build from. So make sure you go say hi to Trish and check out all of her details. But that is it for another week. So before I go, don't forget to go and check out my brand new masterclass at suzechadwick.com forward slash scale. And let me know what you think. Send me a DM on Insta where you can find me at Suze Chadwick. So thanks so much for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, then I would love you to leave a review so that others can find the podcast and come and hang out with us. The music to this podcast was created by Declan DP on SoundCloud. Until next time, have an awesome week and make sure you keep playing big and branding bold.